0: Welcome to the Women in Veil podcast. I'm your host, Erica Etienne. On this show, I have real conversations with women who remove their masks and share uncut and unfiltered stories of faith, redemption, sacrifice, and more. No subject or story is off limits. The Lord can use everything you've gone through for your good and His glory. Each week, you'll learn about God's faithfulness, the truth of His power, and how He is present in every trial, just as He promises. Let's get into this next story. We are talking about how to deal with shame as a believer. And I think it's something that we have all faced. We've all dealt with in one form or fashion anywhere in our Christian journey. And it might predate your journey with Christ, but we have all been there. Is there something in your present or your past that makes you cringe when you think about it? Is there something that reminds you or someone that reminds you of a mistake that you've made and it comes back to you over and over again? And maybe you're the person who punishes you over and over and over again for a mistake that that you made. That's what shame does. It's like this haunting thing that you wear because you made a mistake or you fell into sin or what have you. The enemy of your soul, our soul. That is our mind, our will, our emotions, likes us to carry shame, likes us to be reminded of shame, wants us to wear shame on our backs as if we have no redeemer. And so shame is defined, let me just say this, as the painful feeling of humiliation caused by the consciousness of wrongdoing or foolish behavior. In our case, that's sin. And so it is the constant feeling uh, of embarrassment or feeling you know like i said dirty or disgusted by something that you've done and we want to conquer that today we want to deal with that talk about it and hopefully work our way over it shame is placed upon us unjustly the enemy has no right to put shame on us because jesus as i said took care of it on the cross and sometimes we feel shame because of something we did sometimes it's because something uh, someone did to To us and we take on that disgrace and that disgusting feeling and we're embarrassed and we don't want to talk about it. Um, because if we hide it and we bury it, it almost feels better than ever having to come face to face with it. And we think if we don't talk about it, it'll go away. Although a lot of times when we're alone or we're triggered by something, the shame kind of creeps up. However, through the word of God, we'll find that you don't have to carry shame for anything, not after today. So as a kid, I was violated mul- multiple times and I could hardly, hardly ever bring myself to talk about it. It took years before I ever even alluded to something happen- having happened to me because every time I thought about it, the only thing I felt was shame. I felt dirty. I felt disgusted. I-, I didn't know how anyone could hear about it and not judge me or think that I was at fault for it, even though I wasn't. And then as an adult, I was twice divorced before I was even by 25. I mean, by 25, I had been divorced two times. And I also found that to be embarrassing because a lot of people are getting married for the first time at 25. It's that. And so here I was having not um, had a testimony of some beautiful love story. Instead, it was riddled with abuse and poor decisions. That led to heartbreak and it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to talk about and I didn't want to say anything to anyone about it. And I will say, I found it easier to talk about those things though than my childhood. And that's because people seem to be more accepting of my adult mistakes than of the things that happened to me as a kid. Confessing it didn't feel like the right thing to do. And I feared people's judgment. And that's a lot of what all of you feel Just like me, if I tell people the things that I've done, people are going to judge me and they're going to think negatively of me. And so I'd rather keep it to myself to avoid those harsh critics. To be delivered and to be set free is acknowledge that something happened to cause the shame and then repent if it's something that you have done. Sometimes the hardest part is saying it out loud. It's admitting that something happened or admitting that you did something and just talk to God about it. Speak the truth to God. Say it out of your mouth, not in your thoughts and your mind, but open your mouth and say, this is what happened. This is what I've done. This is what took place. Free yourself to allow those words to come off your lips. This is really difficult when you've been led to believe that you should keep something a secret or that you should share it with others. Maybe you were like me and you tested it out on people and they kind of cringed or grimaced And so you learn, nope, I'm going to keep that that quiet. It does become hard, but I say, try God. Test him out and see what happens when you open your mouth to confess it to him. world is cruel and the world is judgmental and everyone isn't going to understand because some of our experiences are painful and a lot of people can actually relate, but it's easier to judge you than it is to turn and look in the mirror. It was hard to share with people what was happening in my household with each of those marriages. It was hard for me to talk to people and tell them that I really just had no idea and I had no example and that I was abandoned really by my by my father and not just knowing what to expect or desire from a man, so I took whatever I could get, even though people said I deserved better, but I still found it embarrassing, mainly that I didn't know better that i didn't didn't know how to choose better. I didn't like talking about my childhood like I said because I felt that. To some degree, well, why did not you say something? Because those are things that people said. Why did not you say something? Why don't you do something about it? I'm like, I was a kid and I was afraid. So admitting it when you've already been judged, when you already have those opinions on your back and over your head, yes, it's hard, but God is trustworthy. He is faithful and he wants to hear what you have to say. And if you haven't built up your trust in God, to make it hard to open your mouth and say, This is what's going on. This is what happened. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That means whatever unrighteous acts happened to you, a sin that you committed, he is just, he is faithful to forgive you. There is nothing that you can say or do that he won't forgive you for, that he's not willing to hear your heart for. And so we have to be willing to just talk to God about it and trust that he's going to answer and that he will wash us clean. I mean, Jesus did it already, but we can accept that cleansing. And you will find that your story, your confession is a testimony. Revelation 12, 11 tells us we have conquered him, him being the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So when you open your mouth and you talk about that shame and you talk about that sin that you carry, you've already defeated the enemy just in your confession. And the second thing I want you to do is focus on the truth. Isaiah 50 verse seven says, but the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I've set my face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be put to shame. And when that word talks about fixing your face like a flint, that is a hard stance, a hard position, eyes toward the cross, eyes towards heaven, that, you know what? God has not disgraced me. I'm not forsaken. This thing happened to me, but I believe bigger than what it is that I'm feeling that anyone can say to me, I have my eyes to the finished work of the cross. You were vindicated by Christ. Therefore, you can't be put to shame. It's a lie to believe that you can be put to shame or that you should carry shame. So keep your eyes firm on the finished work of the cross and you have to come into agreement with that thought, with that notion, sometimes coming into agreement with what we believe is challenging. We say we believe in Jesus. We say we believe he died on the cross, but then we don't believe that his death and his resurrection was good enough to cleanse us of our righteousness. And so if you believe in Jesus, you have to accept him as your Lord, but also as your savior. Then you can agree that he would not put you to shame. He wouldn't have bore your shame on the cross, only to throw it back on you. If you believe that God died for you and he rose again for you, then you also have to believe that the work was done when he rose again and he defeated death and he defeated your shame. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you are feeling condemned to ask yourself, do I take on the weight of the enemy, or do I take on the redemption of the cross? And I want you to take on the redemption of the cross. And then one of the hardest things to do is to accept that you are forgiven. Adam and Eve were the first to feel shame when they sinned against God. They covered themselves, they hid, because they knew they had did something wrong and they felt exposed, right? They thought their clothing could hide their error. They had not known to wear coverings before that point. So take a look back at Genesis 3 and see what happened. A lot of times we carry that same thing. We think, hey, I've sinned against God. He's not going to forgive me. I have to hide from Him. I have to hide my shame. I have to hide my wrongdoing. We think all hope is lost. Now here it is, us as believers believing in God, thinking that He loves and cares for us. We say these things out of our mouth. But then we don't accept the forgiveness that he freely gives and we continue in these same cycles and patterns simply because we don't receive what he gives us, which is his forgiveness. It's a testament of our pride and our war with our flesh that we walk in shame and we walk feeling that we are rejected by Christ. Even though God said through Christ, you are forgiven, we'll reject it in exchange for our own judgment. We'll reject it in exchange for a lie of the enemy. So again, I say in First John 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us of all unrighteousness. And that's it. That's final. That's not optional. The only condition is that you confess it. The only condition is that you say it out of your mouth. And this includes us. This includes when we're not at fault for the sin. We need to talk about the things that were enacted against us that we didn't do and carry, but we do need to talk about how we've carried that shame. And so when you go to God, this, the sin is not in what was done against you. The sin is in not receiving forgiveness. The sin is in not believing what Christ did for you. And so you want to take that to God and just say, Hey, you know what, Lord, I'm sorry that I didn't believe that you could take the shame off me, that you love me, care for me, and will nurture me. And you can give that, give that to him and he'll carry you and he will cleanse you of all those ugly feelings that you have, those negative feelings that you have, that weight that you've been carrying, that's not yours, that was dealt with already on the cross. Shame is really, really ugly. It's deep. It's a wound that oftentimes we didn't cause, but life has kind of thrown things at us that made us feel That shame was waiting and the only way through it is deliverance. The only way to your freedom is to be set free from it. I love this song by Natalie Grant. It's called Clean and it's a perfect reminder when you're feeling like the enemy wants you to carry something from your past or that you're not forgiven. Something you've done or something that's been done to you can somehow undo your salvation. And so even after you've repented, sometimes shame weighs on you. But this song really speaks to me and you should go listen to it. But I'm just going to share a couple of the lyrics with you. And it says, I see shatter, you see whole. I see broken, but you see beautiful. And you're helping me to believe you're restoring me piece by piece. There's nothing too dirty that you can't make worthy. You watch me in mercy. I am clean. And that song. It is like such a blessing, especially when you've been carrying things for a long time. It's, a, it's just a reminder that, you know what? There's nothing too shameful that God can't wash away. Let that be the song of your heart. Whatever shame you're carrying, you're washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ and nothing and no one can take that away from you.